inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host today on the show, and most days, actually. I am your host of The Core here on American Family Radio. Our website is AFR.net. AFR.net is the website. You can go there and listen live to the, the broadcast, or you can go to back and listen to past shows, otherwise known as podcast. Where and who came up with the word podcast, I have no idea. But sounds cool. <laughs> and it works, and that's what we go with. Bobby, um, you, do you know who coined the, the phrase and the term podcast? You know, I'm sure there's a million and one people out there who do, but this was a way you think it was Al Gore? Grade. You think it was Al Gore? <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> Didn't he create the internet, Bobby? <laughs> uh, well... Unfortunately, I, I know the real guys who, who did that, but uh, no, they're called DARPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know, but I think it, I think it was Al Gore. Yeah, he thinks he had the that, golden that, key, though. That claimed that he created the internet, mm-hmm. so uh, got we got we got to throw some jabs, Bobby, or it's yeah. not the core. He so. probably recommended giving it away, though. Yeah, probably. Maybe give it to China or somebody else. Um Let's see. So you can listen to the podcast at AFR.net. We also have the American Family Radio app that you can download for free and listen to the show. And, of course, we publish the podcast. We push it out uh, to multiple third-party platforms for you to subscribe and download. Uh, So various ways to listen to the show. We're live streaming the video on Facebook. Just go to AFA at the core on Facebook. We also have uh, AFA streaming up and running, streaming.afa.net up and running. So uh, you can't say that you don't know how to find the show. I just don't know how to listen to the show. Uh, We have plenty of ways for you to catch and listen to the core. Our scripture for the week is out of the book of Psalm, chapter 8. we got a chapter here that focuses on the majesty, the power, the glory of God, the glory of our Lord. So let's read that, chapter 8 here. Verse 1 through 9. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beast of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the seas, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So as believers, let us be reminded of God's power, his majesty, his goodness, and uh, let us not be little God. Let us not place God 
in our perspective, in our view, lower than he is. Uh, because uh, we have to understand, as believers, we have to understand our position before our Maker in order to properly carry out his will, in order to properly be obedient to him. So as you, as you approach God, let's do so in humility, and uh, let's do so understanding our place as sinners, understanding our place as humans, as, as mere flesh. Um, so let's do that from a place of humility and meekness uh, so that we can uh, give God the honor and the respect and the uh, majesty that he deserves. Moving into our show for today, hey, second segment, we're going to have on M.D. Perkins. He is the producer of The God Who Speaks, which we released in 2018. Well, we're doing a re-release because this is just such a great resource, such a great documentary on The God Who Speaks. The name of the film there is exactly what the topic is. And uh, we're going to talk to M.D. Perkins next segment about that documentary and how you can actually watch it for free today. You can watch it for free on our streaming platform. So we'll talk to MD about that. Um, and then last segment, we're going to take your calls here on the core. We're going to take your calls last segment. So I'll give out the number for that here in a short while. Well, the came across this story. It's actually an, an old story. It goes back to September of 2021. But the, uh, uh, they, the so-called experts that have so greatly discredited themselves over the past two years over this COVID mania, they have, uh, you know, they keep making statements that are emphatic, that are not parsed, that are definite, uh, definitive, that they blanket things in their in their in the way they speak and the way they describe things, um, in such a manner that really goes against science. It really goes against science. Because oftentimes they're wrong in their statements, in their public statements, and their positions. They're just flat out wrong according to science and data and evidence. Well, one area that uh, Biden and his minions have been wrong in is this, this, this blanket statement that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. How many times have we heard that? This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's not true. There's nothing true about that. All right. And in this just doesn't this doesn't just have to do with infection rates. This has to do with hospitalizations as well, deaths as well. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of humans, people uh, that it is affecting from all walks of life and all backgrounds. And vaccine or no vaccine, shot or no shot. Well, this story from September of 2021. Here's a headline. This is out of Ireland. 54% of hospitalized patients, <clears throat> this is in Ireland, this is a sample, um, 54% of hospitalized patients with the virus are fully vaccinated. Half of the hospital patients were fully vaccinated by this um, Ireland, or, 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 or yeah, this report out of Ireland uh, done in September of 2021. Uh, let's see, at the end of August, when this was done, August 2021, at the end of August, 54% of COVID-19 patients, or 168 patients, were fully vaccinated. Um, some 44% were not fully vaccinated. Um, and in 2% of the cases, the vaccination status was unknown. So, um, and what, as I've said before on the show, uh, this data changes depending on where, what 
what where you're looking at in the world or what country you're looking at or what province or county or country, etc. Our state, rather. So we can't make blanket statements like this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's just flat out not true. That's just flat out not true. Um, just like I can't say this is a pandemic of the vaccinated. No, that's not true. All right. <laughs> this is a pandemic of everyone. This is affecting everyone. And the um, this um, data out of Ireland proves that. It proves that, that this is uh, not just a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but that doesn't matter <laughs> to the experts and the political hacks because this isn't about data. This isn't about truth. It's about politics, and it's about forcing something on people that don't want it. That's why they're going the guilt trip route. Another, this is a more recent report. This is within the matter, a matter of a few days, but this is shocking, by the way. And I'm waiting on the apologies. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. Um, this is out of Johns Hopkins University. No, 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 not out of Walker Wildman University. Uh, not out of Sean Hannity University or Tucker Carlson University. No, this is straight out of Johns Hopkins University. So if you got a problem with this, you got a problem with Johns Hopkins University. Here's what they're saying in one of their latest reports. Lockdowns in the U.S. and Europe had little or no impact in reducing deaths from COVID-19. I'm reading a Washington Times report here. According to a new analysis by researchers at Johns Hopkins University. The lockdowns during the early phase of the pandemic in 2020 reduced COVID-19 mortality by about 0.2%, said the broad review of multiple scientific studies. Quote, we find no evidence, this is from the researchers, quote, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality, end quote the researchers wrote. But the research paper said lockdowns did have a, quote, devastating effect on the economy and contributed to numerous social ills. Quote from the report, they have contributed, meaning lockdowns, they have contributed to reducing economic activity, uh, rising or raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy. End quote, the report said. Such a strong benefit-cost calculation leads to a strong conclusions, leads to a strong conclusion, rather. Lockdown should be rejected out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument, end quote. Now, here's the question I have. I did not know the true scientific medical answer to this question two years ago. Because someone could have said, well, Walker, I think lockdowns work. And, you know, you have less people gathering, less people meeting. It, it quote, slows the spread. So you could go, but that's all, that's not science, okay? That's not science. That is, that is, that is like running from your, off, off your gut, your instinct. That's like me, me just saying, well, 
I think this is this is this is what works, and then I can probably make it sound logical. All right, but that's still not science, and that's not data. Okay, because those things don't lie, and they're not just running off anecdotal information. But but what I assume, what I believe, is that the the true experts who do this for a living. The epidemiologist, we all know that they had to have known that the lockdowns don't work. I'm not saying all of them knew they didn't work, but there had to be, where were the people, where were the epidemiologists two years ago to raise their hand and say, look, guys, we've been studying this for 70 years. Lockdowns don't work. And there were some, probably that got overlooked or they got pushed in the corner or maybe they got canceled or deplatformed. So there were probably some heroes out there, but there should have been more. There should have been more professionals, more experts, and more epidemiologists that spoke up and said locking the world down is a terrible public policy, health policy approach. We needed more of them. They're poking their heads up now. And better late than never, but folks, the damage is done. The damage is done. Where was Johns Hopkins researchers two years ago? Maybe they were somewhere. Maybe they were publishing reports. They just weren't being recognized. They just weren't being picked up by the media and reported on like they are today. All right? So maybe that's the case. Um, But... The damage has been done, and, and, and then the other question is, who will be held accountable? Who will be held accountable for the drastic, terrible, life-altering decisions of shutting down mom-and-pop businesses in the name of public health? Who will be held accountable? What does that look like? I don't know. But I think there needs to be some accountability. Why? So it doesn't happen again. Locking people in their home, telling them not to socialize, telling them not to shake hands, telling them not to talk to others, that is not scientific, that is not medical, and it should never happen again in the history of mankind. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high. Twelve gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun. God's glory lights the city. No tears. No pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. When's the last time you stared at the majesty of the night sky? Psalm 147 tells us he counts the number of the stars, he calls them all by name. Here in America, Bryce Canyon, Denali, and Glacier have been ranked the best places to view God's masterful, beloved creation. If your girl is living a stressed out, overscheduled, and screen-heavy life, time in nature may be just the cure she needs. Research shows that getting out into nature reduces cortisol levels in the body. Stargazing specifically offers girls a chance to eliminate artificial light and reconnect with their natural rhythms. Plan an evening with your daughter. Observe the beauty of God's starry creation. Together, you can take in the sights and enjoy some quiet, connective time. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia, but we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours, and uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information, just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. AFA at the Core podcasts are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. The um, Ministry of American Family Association is the parent ministry of everything that we do here at American Family Radio, which is what you're listening to, the sound of my voice now. And uh, for those who don't know, many of you are longtime listeners and donors and supporters of AFA and AFR, but... American Family Association has multiple divisions, multiple departments under uh, the umbrella of AFA or American Family Association. Uh, we have, I'm going to miss a few, so uh, the department directors don't need to email me saying, hey, you forgot me. Look, I know. Um, this is what happens when you do things on the fly. Um, but we've got uh, divisions like uh, One Million Moms, divisions like what's now The Stand, which is our print publication that comes in your mailbox each month. Uh, we have our Stan blog site as well, which is online. AFR, American Family Radio, is also another division. And um, I could go on for probably a couple more minutes on all of our divisions and our outreach uh, that we do here. Uh, but another division that many of you know about is American Family Studios, where we create documentaries, shorts, um, uh, church curriculum, all kind of different resources, video resources uh, that help equip the body of Christ. So MD Perkins is a team member and a producer with uh, American Family Studios, and he's with us now. Yep. Thanks, Walker. Yeah, glad to have you on. I had you on a few weeks ago to uh, tease us about an upcoming project yeah. uh, on my grandfather, Don Wildman. So you you came on there, and uh, you've also helped uh, produce the and direct 
in his image, mm-hmm. which uh, um, many of our, our listeners have uh, watched as well, very um, gospel-centered approach to dealing uh, and, and walking people through the issue uh, uh, and, the, and the biblical uh, God's design for human sexuality. That's pretty much the cleanest way to put it there. So that's what that documentary hits. It hits it head on and all from a Christian perspective. But uh, what you did in 2018, MD, and what you led, uh, you were the lead producer on this one and the lead, the lead director, is The God Who Speaks. Yeah. So tell our audience, those who haven't seen The God Who Speaks yet, what that is. So The God Who Speaks is a 90-minute documentary that traces evidence of biblical authority. How do we know that the Bible that we have in our hands is actually the Word of God that God intended for us to have, dealing with questions of apologetics, how did we get the Bible, what, uh, you know, some of those objections that people might raise, uh, questions of theology, you know, how do we understand words like inspiration or inerrancy, these words that we use in our Christian dialogue and Christian mm-hmm. debate to help us clarify what we mean and don't mean by certain terms and ideas, and then the practical idea, you know, that that the Bible is God's revelation to us. It's supposed to reveal God, to show who God is, how we can know him, how we can follow him, how can, how we can be saved, how we can trust him and obey him in this life. So that's what the, the documentary, The God Who Speaks, is all about. It's about pointing people to the scriptures, giving Christians confidence to understand that the Bible actually is God's word. You know, this week, and one of the main reasons we have MD on now is we have a special re-release of The God Who Speaks right now, and we've got a couple different ways for you to watch it. So we have it up up now uh, on AFA Streaming. It's the uh, the full-length documentary up on streaming.afa.net. You do have to create a free account to watch it there. But we also have this bundle, this physical DVD bundle that uh, comes with uh, – I'm going to let you add on to this, MD, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it comes with the, the full documentary, Sunday School Kit, yeah. And then a couple other things. What else is in that DVD packet? Yeah, so the Sunday School Kid is actually an eight-week video curriculum uh, pulled from all of the extra interview content and stuff that we had. So it's it's like the documentary, but expanded out and, and broken down for, for small groups and Sunday School classes. And then there's the second disc of the – this is the four-disc set, this uh, special edition DVD you're talking about. And it's it's got the movie – uh, special features content. I mean, we had over 40 hours of interview footage with wow. all of these great pastors and And you had to reduce scholars. that down to like an hour 40. Oh, yeah. So wow. there's a lot of material that didn't make it into the movie, but a lot of great material that people will still be helped and benefited by. Hmm. So we wanted to to make as much of that available to people as we could, and uh, and this is a great way to do it. Yeah, and I've got I've got some questions for you that that's, that is going to help give our listeners a peek into the content in The God Who Speaks. But before I do that, thegodwhospeaks.org is the best place to go. Thegodwhospeaks.org is the best place to go right now. Not only can you watch it online from there, but you can also be linked to order the DVD packet that MD and I just talked about that'll come to your mailbox. And uh, it'll be ship out in a couple of days, come straight to your house. Um, but MD, one of the uh, fascinating parts of The God Who Speaks that that really stood out to me is where you guys, by interviewing experts and theologians, you go into how did we get the not just the old but the New Testament? How did we? How did uh, believers in you know uh, centuries past get yeah. to what, the books of the Bible now? So just we, I know that that's probably a thirty-minute <laughs> to an hour discussion, and it's covered in the God Who Speaks. Yeah. But just give us a glimpse into. How the books of the Bibles uh, of the Bible were determined? Yeah, a, a lot of people have this concept because it got thrown out more recently. I mean, it's an older book now, but 
you know, the Dan Brown book, The Da Vinci Code, kind of threw out this idea that Constantine had his hand in the Emperor of Rome, you know, had his hand in choosing the books of the Bible or, or something like that. But the books that were that became a part of our what we call the New Testament canon and the overall t- canon of Scripture were already ones that were used and circulated among the churches. And so the Council of Nicaea that happened in the 4th century was really about making sure that we had all of those books and that we all had we were working from similar lists because there were also some additional books that had gotten tossed out there in the mix and they wanted to make sure that those were not being included when mm. people were talking about it. So it's not so much a question of a council determined what was being used. It was a question of what were the churches using and then making sure we were all on the same page. Yeah, and also the the, the same council and, and the same uh, uh, body of believers making sure that what is being used by the early church is God's word, yeah. that it is true, that it is consistent with his character, and that, that false doctrine has, has not slipped into the early church. Exactly. And that those kinds of distinctions are made by a number of theologians in the documentary. They talk about the criteria that the early churches would use to determine if a new book were to come in, well, how do we know if this is from an actual apostle or not? We haven't heard this name or we don't know who this is. So the criteria they would use to determine whether this was something that they should read you know, and receive fully or something that they should read very discerningly or something that they should dismiss altogether. Yeah, and, and some, were, some, some uh, teachings or books were dismissed altogether yeah, because absolutely. they were determined to not be consistent. Uh, with the writings of the apostles and in the early church, um, folks, this is this is the, the 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 basics. This is the fundamentals of Christianity, and 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 where we how do we build our worldview? Uh, MD, this today in today's age, this is so evergreen, mm-hmm. and it should always be uh, here on this earth. That is, wh- why do Christians believe what they believe, and making sure that we're not just you know creating worldview. Uh, creating viewpoints and an ideology based on a hunch or what I think is right, but that we are tying all of our worldview and beliefs back to God's work. Absolutely. And that was really the reason why you and the other members of AFA leadership really wanted to make sure that this project was front and center once again, uh, because there's new people who haven't seen this documentary. There's mm-hmm. people who've heard it advertised or heard us talk about it, and they haven't actually taken that step to go and watch it. There's churches that need to encounter this material because, you know, I mean, when we started making this in 2016, the church looked a lot different in many ways at Absolutely. that point. You know, the evangelical landscape, there's some names that have, you know, that you don't trust in the same way anymore because mm-hmm. you've kind of seen how they've bought into worldly ideologies and worldly points of view. And so really, you know, going back to the scripture, it is the bedrock foundation of everything we say and do as a church, everything we say and do as a Christian, mm-hmm. and everything we say and do as a ministry, an evangelical ministry here at AFA. Yeah. So that's that's why we wanted the God who speaks to be front and center once again. All right. MD, thank you, brother, for coming on. Thank you, Walker. Appreciate it. All right, MD Perkins, he is a producer, a director with American Family Studios, and uh, the key person behind uh, The God Who Speaks he actually moderates much of the uh, much of the uh, documentary, and he's a key player in some of our other uh, productions as well. So MD Perkins, that's who we just spoke with. The GodWhoSpeaks.org is the best place for you to go to find out more information. Uh, as mentioned, you can order a packet that we'll send to you. We'll we'll ship to you a uh, special re-release packet with a Sunday school kit with the full documentary and much other in that packet. By the way, some print materials for you. 
And I can say I've actually gone through the Sunday school curriculum with my class, with my Sunday school class. Uh, it's an eight-week curriculum, breaks down uh, how we know uh, how God speaks, or how to know how God speaks and what He speaks uh, through His Word and through other means. So that's what uh, the documentary is about, and we want to encourage you to go to thegodwhospeaks.org and uh, find out more information. Speaking of the church, speaking of Christianity, and why we believe what we believe and how we come to that conclusion, Christian, here, here's a headline. This is, this is very encouraging. Christian schools see growing enrollments as public schools decline. This is out of Breitbart.com. Quote, the last two years have shown the advantage Christian schools have in being nimble and serving students and their families with excellence, said uh, Lynn Swanner, chairperson of Coverage 2022, which is a conference uh, that plans to welcome nearly 750 attendees in San Diego, California, in March to focus on how to meet the needs of the growing numbers of students coming to faith-based schools from the public sector. Uh, so uh, private schooling, more specifically the context here is Christian schooling, is growing. And uh, this needs to be, if, if local churches are wondering, where do we invest our time and our money? Where do we invest our time and our money? Because every church, look, I'm a deacon, I understand. Every church has their uh, budget. Every church has their budget, their annual budget. Most of the churches go through and 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 allow members to provide input on where, where, where monies are spent when it comes to uh, your local church. And this is, this is where we need to be investing. This is where uh, the church, the body of Christ, needs to be investing, and that is Christian education. Christian education, because the young, the younger years of, of one's life is some of the most formative years. The raising of children, we as parents, we know, uh, the parents out there listening know that the 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 not just the you know the K through four, K through five, but also going into middle and high school, uh, those those one to eighteen years are, are some of the most formative years. And the lives of our children, they were the most formative years in our lives. So um, it, it's so important that not just what's going on in the household, that is, of course, of primary and utmost importance. We talk about that here on the show, the role of the parents and the family in discipling and educating children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. But where where we're sending our kids, you know, during the week, most of their time, where is it being spent? Uh, and doing the best we can to ensure that they are, that, that, that the belief system, uh, the biblical worldview belief system, is being affirmed and, and, and re-taught and re, reaffirmed uh, when your, your children and your teenagers is out, are out uh, in, in public school or private school or Christian education or even homeschool, making sure that that environment is friendly to the body of Christ, friendly to God's Word. And so... Uh, that that's what's going on around the country, and more people are choosing Christian schooling. So that's th- this this gets into the the topic of school choice. This gets into the topic of school choice. I know there's some legislation going on around the country. I saw a bill in uh, Georgia, I believe, uh, circulating in the state legislature. There, the, these bills are circulating throughout the country in different state legislatures. But where the money follows the kid. 
where the tax dollars follow the kid, which is like, you, you know, you bring that up and you go, how can anybody be against that? But you'd be surprised how many people are against that. And that is the money should follow the students. So if, if we're paying taxes into the system, our child should be able to go to whatever school they want to go to, and that money should follow them. There is no logical, reasonable justification for that not to be the case. Whether it's your kid, my kid, somebody else's kid, a stranger's kid, if the school they're going to isn't cutting it, you should be able to, to, to move that child to whatever school the parents choose, and the, the money should follow that child into that system that creates competition. What does competition do? It makes what does competition do? It makes us all better. Competition makes us all better. So that's what's that's what should happen around the country. And there is a pretty uh, a pretty influential movement going around on that is pushing just that uh, that way of thinking and that uh, laws like that across the country. Uh, next segment, we're going to take your call. So I'll give out the number after the break. Um, I haven't gotten any clips today, but I've got about a minute and a half left. So I'm not going to throw Bobby for a loop and start ramming in clips <laughs> as we hear the bumper music. So we'll, we'll get to some of those after the break. Um, but I wanted to talk about this story before we hit the break. And that is uh, John MacArthur is, is under the microscope again. You know, he took that big stand. Uh, he took that bold stand out in California at Grace Community Church last year. And in 2020, when he said, look, we're not, I'm not shutting my church down. I'm not shutting my church down. We are here to serve uh, the community. We are here to serve the body of Christ. So we're not closing our doors. And John MacArthur took that stand, and he actually won in court through litigation. Well, they're after him again. Here's the, um, the latest. YouTube labels John MacArthur's sermon hate speech after he said, God made us male and female. John MacArthur speaks the truth. YouTube doesn't like it. YouTube retaliates. And uh, working here at American Family Association, we're all too familiar with the, the term hate speech and that being thrown around like jello all over the place when it's just not true. John MacArthur is simply speaking the truth that I speak here on the show about every week, and that is God created us male and female. He created us in his image, and he desires for us to live a life that is worthy and honoring of his creation. That's all that our viewpoint is, and we should all be able to agree and affirm that there are two sexes, there are two genders, male and female. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. 
Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. American Family Radio. This is Worship Wednesday, and if you're wondering, wow, that's a powerful song. Yes, it is, and it's by Shane and Shane. Uh, Shane and Shane, that's who that song is by. The The song is, uh, the title is, rather, All the Poor and Powerless, and and they're, they're talking through, they're singing through and worshiping through, rather, the very similar uh, topic that we talk about 
in Psalm chapter 8 at the beginning of the show. And that is the first, the power, the majesty, the holiness of God. But also how we, are, we will all be, and as Christians now, we are all on the same level uh, when it comes to the uh, eternal judgment and eternal salvation in Christ Jesus, because the lyrics go, all the poor and powerless, all the lost and lonely, all the thieves will come confess that, come confess what? That you are holy, that God is holy. And scripture says that when final judgment comes, that every knee will bow. Bobby, and this is beautiful about scripture, this is beautiful about God's plan for humanity, is that one day when judgment comes, um, even the unbeliever, it says, it doesn't say that only Christians' knees will bow, only Christians will bow. Mm. It says that all knees will bow. Amen. All tongues will confess, even those who are lost. All nations. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Um, so that that is that is the ultimate humility of mankind. That is the ultimate humility of uh, humanity, and that is everybody, everybody being brought to their knees, confessing Christ Jesus as the Son of God. So that will be uh, around judgment. So there you have it, Shane and Shane, all the poor and powerless. Hey, if you want to call in to the core and ask a question or make a comment about the topics discussed on the show today, you can do so by calling 888-589-8840-888-589. 8840 is the number to call in. We'll go about that number again here in a few minutes for those who missed it. But uh, one one topic I want to jump to before we uh, move to the uh, the calls, and once again, that number is 888-589-8840. Uh, but I want to play this clip. Uh, this is clip two. This is uh, Biden, President Biden's Deputy National Security Advisor, saying on 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 television on public television that um, Ukraine's borders should not be inviolate and their sovereignty should be respected clip two let's listen why should Americans care about what's happening in Ukraine because it, it goes to a very fundamental principle of of all nations which is that our borders uh, should be inviolate that our sovereignty uh, should be respected well, I agree completely. <clears throat> I agree completely on part of that. Not that we should be in Ukraine fighting Putin with uh, boots on the ground or really uh, much of anything at all. Um, but rather that I agree that um, borders should be serious. Sovereignty should be taken, serious, taken seriously. And that, Bobby, includes should primarily include, from our perspective, America's borders. I wonder if you said it all in tongue-in-cheek. Well, that's, that's what, I'm, what I'm wondering, Bobby, is how can Deputy National Security Advisor to the President of the United States, with a straight face, right. go on national television and defend Ukraine's borders with, with he didn't parse words. That's right. Uh, but then you look at our border, and it is being, it is being trampled upon mm. and abused like uh, unlike anything we've seen in a long time yeah and uh, as we all know we've 
talked about this before in various newscasts and so forth with the details of, you know, shipping illegals all over the place or all over the country. And they're saying that they're not doing that, but footage provides otherwise. Um, it, it's just a shambles. And for somebody to come on, it, it, I mean, this is this is one of the most powerful people in the intelligence community Yeah, uh, for the these United States. And to make a statement about that, about a country, as you pointed out before, is as corrupt as the Ukraine is. Sure. But yet with the lack of integrity that we have at our borders, uh, it's just deplorable. So I hate to use that term, but it is. Yeah, it is. And, and, it, and it, folks, this is why this hurts us around the world. And here's why. I, I, I gave a spill about a week ago about why we don't need to deploy troops to Ukraine or any, anywhere, around that, uh, uh, anywhere around that region for that matter, for the sake of defending Ukraine's borders. And there are, there are, there are people, there are Christians who are foreign policy experts that I could probably bring on this show. There are probably some that I've actually already brought on the show that disagree with me on the seriousness of defending Ukraine. But see, that's really a side point. Because if we cannot defend our own borders and prevent illegal immigration, you damage our credibility, not only amongst your own citizenry, but also among the world, the world stage to such an extent that people don't take you serious anymore. And that's why there are people like me saying, no, 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 no. We don't need to send Marines to defend Ukraine. We don't need to send billions of dollars in tanks and, and, and aircraft carriers to defend Ukraine. We can't even defend our own border. Now, if you turn this around and put it in a different context, the answer might change. If we have a sovereign America, if we will actually take care of the homeland and, and, and defend our own borders and take care of our people, then you talk about being able to defend other countries with credibility, with credence, and, and do so in a manner where the, 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 the electorate goes, yeah, let's go defend said country uh, because they know that our country is being defended. But when you don't defend the homeland, you create a lot of cynicism, a lot of frustration, and a lot of people who are not going to raise their hand to go fight for some country thousands of miles away. Why? Because their own backyard, quite literally, is being invaded by illegal immigrants. And that is a problem. So this this uh, area of illegal immigration and not taking our, our uh, immigration laws serious damages America's cap uh, credibility, not just domestically, but also on the world stage. Hey, here's the number to call in, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We're going to go to Karen in the state of Texas. Hey, Karen, welcome to the court. Hi, Walker. How are you today? Hey, doing very well, Karen. Thank you. I'm good. Uh, thank you. I I actually called in the first time on my birthday, the first time you had the call-in shows, and uh, it's getting about harder to call in you than it is Trivia Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take um, that as a compliment, partially. Yeah, that is a compliment. I just, real briefly, I just want to just confirm and reiterate for any listeners, pastors, Leaders, as you mentioned, deacons in the church, to please start getting together co-ops. I, I homeschooled in the early 2000s, and it wasn't popular, and 
we had a wonderful church, and then we had to move, and nobody, nobody's stepping up to the game. Mm. When they have facilities available, they have rooms available, the church is not used that often, and um, I just want to confirm what you said, that please, please, anybody that's listening that can... My kids are grown now and gone to college, but... Uh, we need things like that. We need support. Homeschoolers need support. Mm. And just because I could teach, I mean, one pe- person would teach English, somebody else would do social studies. You know, we all we all pulled our resources together, and it was wonderful. It's not that difficult if um, if you pull together as a church. Yeah. Amen, Karen. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for affirming what uh, what I mentioned earlier. I appreciate that so much. And it's a wonderful thing to have uh, the body of Christ in unity and, and coalescing around something that is, that, is, uh, that is worth investing in, and that is the education, the discipleship of our young children. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the core. I've got a few other stories here that I'll mention as we uh, take a break between each call. And uh, came across this story. This was this was interesting to say the least. Uh, China talk about China probably every week at least. It's a, it's a very interesting country and region of the world uh, to focus on because uh, the the church actually the Christian church is thriving there in China despite persecution, intense persecution there in China. But this has to do with the birth rate problem in China. So for those who who know, those who don't, uh, China had the one-child policy for I don't know how many years. Uh, I'm not a Chinese, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on China, so I don't know how long the one-child policy uh, was around, but it was around for, for, for what, let's just say years, all right, maybe even probably decades, actually. Um, and so China has been very, very regulatory to, to such an extent that— and, and this is clear. And people say, well, how can the government tell you how many kids you can have? Well, folks, America's not the world. <laughs> Bobby's laughing because uh, he knows this. Welcome to communism. Yeah, America's not the world. So we, 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 we say, wow, how can, how can Christians not gather? Well, America's not the world. And so that's why it's so important to preserve that which is good, that which is noble, that which is right, so we don't become like the world, like the rest of the world, with human rights violations left and right. But listen to this and then and then we'll move on to the lines. One of these one of these counties in uh, in China, <clears throat> they probably call it a province to be technical here, but one of the areas in China is is having such a problem with their low birth rate that they are paying people to get married. <laughs> they are paying people to get married. They are paying women to get married. Um uh, in to single men in China. Why? Because they need more babies. They need more people in this certain part of China. But but this is what happens, folks. Uh, countering God's design by regulating and telling people they can't have babies or they can only have one, it always comes back to where God's truth has to be affirmed even by the unbelievers. Even by the godless in China, the godless, the people who don't believe in God, the leaders of communist dictatorship, China, are now saying we need multiplication, which goes back to Genesis. 
We need multiplication. We need babies created in the image of God to carry on our heritage, to carry on this country. That's what's going on in China. So even even uh, God's natural law, God's natural order always comes back to, to being affirmed in, uh, in all parts of the world and all parts of, hum- parts of human history. We'll go to uh, Carlos in uh, Michigan. Carlos, welcome to the court. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Glad you're on, Carlos. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. I'm driving through Holland, Michigan. I'm from Rockford, Illinois. My name is Carlos Chacon. I'm an evangelist for, with the Baptist churches. I travel to Mexico often. And uh, um, you mentioned about the border crisis. I am a Hispanic American myself, born in Illinois from immigrant parents. And uh, I like to talk about why immigrants come here, because the United States is different, offers you know something different, capitalism and freedom and so forth. And we're, we're losing that. You mentioned socialism. I, I just got back from Venezuela. I do stadium crusades in Venezuela, and they are under a complete financial collapse. It's unbelievable. And, of course, that's how some American people want to take our country. That's the direction. Um, so uh, I just wanted to comment. Uh, you know, you mentioned about the borders. I, I see the drug cartels. I see floods of people getting in. The, I think the worst thing is the, uh, there are authorities who are complicit. In the United States, absolutely, and that—that that is the worst thing. We are compromised from within. Yes, authorities are completely complicit, and and that—that uh, that is the, probably the most hurtful or most shameful thing. Good as point, American citizen. Good point of view there, Carlos. Thank you for calling in, brother. And you know, Carlos makes a great point there. You know, we we talk about how corrupt Mexico is and how the cartels run basically run the government there. Uh, and, and different uh, uh, parts of the government, but I mean, how much better are we? We've got leaders that won't enforce the law that's on the books. We need to look in the mirror in America and start cleaning up the mess that we've created. AFA at the core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.